With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Gila. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 23rd official episode. I'm back. He did a video like five, actually like three three days ago when Chris Hatsworth thing has got traded and I was busy so we just thought that he would he would do something really quick and I think I think he did a pretty good job listen to that if you haven't already go back and check it out it's only on YouTube yeah anyways today we're going to be talking about a few things first I want to talk about Chris Hatsworth because I haven't really given my thoughts except like a little bit on Twitter again I was also upset initially I think that it's good that we got back two first-round picks. The one in 2021 is unprotected, which I like. However, it really depends on how the Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis kind of experiment works, especially mm-hmm. with Kristaps' health, as to how good the Mavericks are going to be and how good that pick is for the Knicks. And then 2023, that pick is a top 10 protected. But the Mavericks are going to be really good by then because, like, even Luka Doncic is just already going to be the man. Yeah. So it's probably going to be, like, a 25th overall pick anyways, which is valuable. It's still, it's still a first-round pick. Like, we'll, t- we'll still take it. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but at, any, at this point, any value that we can get from that trade, we will take. Because, uh, like, as <laughs> Knicks fans, yeah. We're just trying to, like, justify yeah, yeah. it in our head. <laughs> also... I don't think that the primary focus of this trade should be cap space. Everyone's saying, mm-hmm. oh, if they don't hit it in free agency, it's going to be over. We're not going to hit in free agency. I don't think that that was the point of this trade. I think the point of this trade was that Chris Porzingis kind of just came out, came into the office, requested a trade, said he was unhappy. And my prediction was that they told him that they were tanking this season. And he just kind of didn't like the vibe of that because he posted something on in, on his Instagram story saying New York deserves better than that. Or so that yeah, like the truth will come out too. Yeah, the truth will come out. It's us. Yeah, a little bit <laughs> sus. But I think that all of that he just said like he was very unhappy mm-hmm. along with the fact that he had said that he told other superstars to not sign with New York, which I'm just like, come on, like. Like that's I don't even like know really, that. Yeah, that's yeah. a little bit messed up. Yeah, that's that's kind of messed up, and that kind of made me a little bit angry with KP. Yeah, I but, mean, like, like if you want to leave, that's one thing, but don't tell other people not to come. Yeah, unless unless there's some serious problem with the management that we don't know about as fans sitting here. Well, I just don't think in general that Chris Stapps had a good relationship and a good time in New York, especially with the whole Phil Jackson thing. Yeah. I understand that he's gone, mm-hmm. but so that contributes to his New York experience for sure, and because we booed him. It's hard to play in New York, but I think I yeah, think it can also be, I think it can also be pretty great. But anyways, I was saying that he went into their office, said he didn't want to be there, and they just kind of either one panicked or two realized they needed to get rid of him because I also read somewhere that there was a report out that he threatened to take the qualifying offer for this off season, sign a one year four million dollars, and then become an unrestricted free agent. The following summer instead of a restricted free agent which is what he's this going summer. to be yeah and he still might do that with the mavericks which is very interesting but mm-hmm. i don't i would assume that, that he would re- that he would resign though I-, I think that 
who would turn down playing with Luka Doncic going yeah. forward, right? Yeah. But if, if you're the Knicks and he says that, are you really going to call his bluff? No. Because, no, that's scary. Um, yeah, yeah, that's very scary because, like, at least you got to get some value for him, mm-hmm. especially next year. If he does actually sign that one-year qualifying offer, then you're going to get absolutely no value for him yeah. because everyone on the planet knows he's leaving. And plus, the teams that are trading for him are trading for an unrestricted free agent. So I Which think, means there's no guarantee he yeah, stays. Yeah, and I think that that kind of just scared the Knicks' front office and it also rationalized why they would get rid of Chris Porzingis so they could get so they could get some value right now as opposed mm-hmm. to no value later. Yeah. I remember a funky diabetic made a video like a day or two ago talking about this and he said that the Knicks could have just called his bluff because obviously he's going to take the 5 year 150 million dollar contract because mm-hmm. and it kind of makes sense because what if he doesn't have a good year next year because he's coming off of the ACL yeah. tear? And he just doesn't get that much money in free agency. Yeah. I think that could be a factor. But then again, if I'm the Knicks, I'm rather being safe than sorry, even if the world thinks we're idiots. Yeah. That makes sense. That Those are my thoughts, Yeah, really. I think that Dennis Smith Jr. can be a good asset, but DeAndre Jordan and Wes- Wesley Matthews is not going to be on this team next year. De- yeah, definitely. Yeah, for And sure. I think that... DeAndre Jordan may, just because why not? Especially if we sign a big free agent, because mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan's a very good, like, elite kind of role player at this point. And he's just, a, mm-hmm. like, a worse version of Clint Capella, I would say. But I also think that DeAndre Jordan's on the decline. I think that he's having a worse season this year yeah, than he they, ever they, had. Yeah, they wouldn't sign him for a long-term LA. contract. He signed a one-year deal this year. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me hit, if, you know, so if, if, you've, if, you, had, if you missed my solo video from a few days ago go back and check that out that was sort of my initial reaction that's sort of just me going on a 12 minute rant but let me hit like a really quickly some of the reasons that i was upset and still am upset with the way that they that that we did this trade first of all it's just the timing all right we did this trade about an hour after yeah. Chris S. Porzingis walked out of the meeting saying, I want to trade. I, I was talking to my friend. An he, hour for Chris S. Porzingis. I was talking to my friend and he said that he took a two-hour nap. And missed all. And, and, and he woke up and Chris S. Porzingis has, had requested a trade and been traded. It just doesn't make any <laughs> sense. This is our franchise player, right? You have to like... you In an hour, not every single team... Every single... Pretty much every single team in the league should have picked up that phone and called the Knicks and been like, "Yeah, we want Chris Apps. What do we have to give you?" Like, so you think we should have just waited? We our should have options? at least heard out every single team before we made it before we pulled the trigger. Because for, to do a deal in an hour, it better be a pretty perfect deal. It better be something that you're like, "Okay, yeah, like we're excited about that." I, to me, Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, like a couple first round picks, is not some is not that deal. It's not that perfect thing. Is there a potential factor that you trade him before it really gets out that he has full on requested a trade? Because when we heard that news, us Knicks fans, we didn't get a report mm. that saying Chris Atzwerzingis has officially requested a trade. We said he's not happy in New York. Yeah. But we didn't hear he requested a trade. He told superstars not to come to New York. But he threatened to not sign a qualifying here's offer. My, here's I don't thing, think though. teams will know that. Yeah, but but the thing about that is, like, why else would New York put him up on the trade block? 
he's a young guy. It's not like we're trying to get value for an aging star. Like, he's a young guy. He's supposed to be the future of our franchise going forward. You're not going to put him up in the trade block unless he wants out. But if I'm the Mavericks, I'm not asking questions. Of course. No, like, the Mavericks take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, but, like, but, but teams aren't going to kind of get leverage just because they're suspicious. I feel like they have to know what's up. Yeah, I, I guess like- that's I guess that's fair. But all right, so basically, so my, basically, my main point is that in that is that the timing we could have waited till the trade deadline itself, in which there's all there's going to be all these players that are out there, and everybody's going to be having things that are trying to buy and sell, and every everybody's going to have trade talks that are wide open. But everyone knows right? that Chris Apps is gone. Yeah, but I think they still knew that when they were picking up the phone. After if if it happened an hour later, like the news will have spread, like. You think the Mavs, the Mavericks GM didn't see Woj's tweet, right, or didn't get news? Like he definitely saw that. Woj's tweet saying what? Saying that Chris has requested a trade. No, but I'm saying that didn't come out until after the trade. The fact that Chris Chris has requested a trade came out bef- like an hour before. Are you sure? Yeah. Go back, if you go back and watch the timeline. There was a there was a tweet Woj Woj tweeted out like um. You know, Kristaps has applied to the Knicks in, in a in a meeting that he would prefer to be traded. And an hour after that, or even like less than an hour, it was like the Mavericks have agreed to a deal with New York Knicks for Kristaps Porzingis and like this guy and this guy. So, did, did the fact that like he wasn't that like he was threatening to not resign and all that didn't come out until later. But the fact that he requested a trade was about an hour before. Like that's where that was the starting point of the talks. And an hour later, we've it, seen players that have requested a trade, and then they kind of fix things with the team. For sure. And I'm yeah, saying, I'm and saying, that's that's part of the reason I'm upset that it's too quick. Like, No, but I'm, 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 I'm arguing that we've seen players that have requested a trade, and then they go back with the team. So I'm saying requesting a trade is here. It, it's on yeah. one level. And then another level is threatening to take yeah, a qualifying but, offer with worth four million dollars but it's very it's very unlikely i think that a player is going to come back from requesting a trade kobe did it yeah but that's that's also kobe ah. bryant who'd played for the for the lakers for you know 10 plus years at that point this yeah is but it's also kobe bryant who like when he has his mind on something he gets it yeah all right but but all right so let's move let's move on so we also could have waited and done a sign-and-trade this offseason because Chris S. Porzingis is a restricted free agent this summer. We could have, if any other team I offered that him a contract... I think that would be a realistic move. We re-sign him, we can force that on him, we can just match the contract, and then we trade him. Or he takes the qualifying. Yeah. I mean, like... Wait, is a qualifying offer a sign-and-trade? You could still, I think... Any way we sign him, if we... We could... Because he's a restricted free agent, we could have had him back on the roster, and then we could have traded him. But no, but no, I'm just saying, if, he, if you're the Knicks and he takes the qualifying offer, then suddenly teams don't really want to trade for him. Pe- people are going to trade for Chris Porzingis no matter what you're paying him. I don't think that's true. Yeah, because, no, 100%. He's an under, he would be an unrestricted free agent. Like, so, 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 okay, so then based on that argument, then, like, you're only paying him that contract for one or two years. Boom. All right, there you go. For right. one, for one. What? Okay, all right, let's go, let's go. So... So okay, so we could have we could have done it, waited till the trade deadline, or we could have waited till this off season. So the timing was absolutely horrible. We did it way too soon. We should have just surveyed our options. Is one of my points. I okay, think... I still have a few more points. Let's okay, move on to the end. Yeah, right. Um, and then okay, so then also here's part of the problem. The thing is that if we're looking to really like free up cap space to sign free agents, here would you agree with me that signing? So the two biggest rumors out there are that we get Kyrie or that we get. Kevin Durant, or that you get both. Signing one of those players in Chris Porzingis is better than signing 
than any other situation unless we get both of them. So unless we get both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, this trade's a flop to me. I just think the Knicks were forced into a bad situation to start. It's not like it's, they had bad cards. They had bad yeah. cards. They had a dude who didn't want, who didn't want to be but, there, and they couldn't get much back. But then why don't we wait till this offseason to do something? Like, I just I just don't understand it. Because I, because you lose leverage. What we weren't gonna lose leverage. We were gonna lose leverage. How are we gonna trade. lose leverage? Because, because if you sign him to a one year qualifying offer, he's gonna be an unrestricted free agent. If he's an unrestricted free agent, teams don't want to trade for him because there's there's no saying that they're gonna get him back whatsoever. He's gonna be an unrestricted free agent. That's still true. That's still true. For what? For that that we don't that you that, that teams don't know if they're getting him back. Whether you sign you, the you qualifying... don't think that you don't you don't think that the Mavericks when trading for, for Chris Dasworthingis think that they're confident that they're getting him back. I think they're confident. They still don't know for sure though, and that's that's true whether he signs you know the qualifying offer or not. That you that you that you're hopeful and that you would assume and that you wouldn't it, make that trade unless you thought he would resign. It's so much more. But you don't know. Yes, you do because he's a restricted free agent. Of course, they're getting he's, him back. He restric- he's a restricted free agent, but that's he's a restricted free agent who's. Who, um, no, a restricted free agent means if the team wants him, who has that, him on their roster, can match, can, can match it, and they get him they, back they automatically. They match him, right? But that doesn't mean that they're going to match a five-year contract. They could match a one-year contract. You don't think that the Mavericks would match a five-year contract? I think they would, but I'm not saying... But I'm saying there's no guarantee that a team offers him a five-year yes, contract. Yes, there is. It's Chris Asperzingis. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, if you're one of those teams and you know that the Mavericks will offer whatever deal you throw at him... Aren't you better off just offering him a one-year contract? The Mavericks, okay, match that, and then he becomes an unrestricted free agent a year later. I don't think that happens in the NBA. I don't think that happens in the NBA. I what? can't think of anything. Teams intentionally throwing people one-year contracts. Yeah, all right. maybe I'm overthinking it. But all right, so 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 the two points I've hit so far, we could have waited. The timing was bad. Like we we just we did the trade way too soon. The second point was that. You'd have to get both Kyrie and Kevin Durant for the situation to be better off than one of those guys and 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 Chris Porzingis. So freeing up the extra cap space does not actually mean that much. The third point, Dennis Smith Jr. and DeAndre Jordan could actually end up winning us games this season. They're starting today. Yeah, that's nice. Dennis Smith Jr. and DeAndre Jordan are starting today against the Grizzlies. I'm really interested. The game just started like 45 minutes ago. So... They could start winning his games. That which means no Zion for the Knicks, well, okay. or you know, no RJ Barrett, whoever it is. We okay, know top you, five pick or something. You have Wesley Matthews, Dennis Smith. We'll still get a top five pick, but and DeAndre Jordan. I think Tim Hardaway. We lost Tim Hardaway Jr., who's just a more kind of high volume Score Wesley Matthews. Year, yeah. So he was he was the number one option for. But us. we also could buy out Wesley Wesley Matthews. There's no guarantee we keep him. Yeah. That that, that DeAndre report didn't Jordan. Say. I don't think DeAndre Jordan's going to win us five games. Five extra games. Five might be a lot, actually. You know, because how many games are left? You know, thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, that's probably true. And like, five games. You but... say Dennis Smith is like gonna be this guy winning us games. If he's this guy winning us games, I'm happy, because that means he's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's true. That's true. And we do hope that Dennis Smith Jr. will win us games, but we don't want him to win us games this season. So that's part of the reason that it ties into time. That that it, like that, that's ties also... into win it to the timing. That's also part of like. Do the Hawks want Trey Young to be this guy who starts winning them games? I would say yes. Yeah, but you okay, know they're tanking. Like that's true. You want your but guy, you don't want him to win you games this season. Would you rather him win you games this season or not? No, you I don't would, want him to win. I, this I would. Game. I would say he is because that shows that he's just like a good player. 
but you would hope you would hope that he'd put up numbers and he would run the offense and get used to playing in the NBA for a season while you're still losing games. Okay, I'm I'm just saying that it's not the so worst not thing in the world. You're not going to play your vets and win games, but I'm just saying it's not the worst thing in the world if Dennis Smith Jr. proves okay, yes. that he can win basketball yes, games. Yes, but. Would you agree that it would be better to make this trade in the offseason where Dennis Smith Jr. and DeAndre Jordan can have zero impact on the games we win? Yes. So that's my point is that this kind of ties back into the timing of the trade is that if we trade for those guys in the middle of the season and even a week before the trade deadline, that's just a few extra games that they could win us. Not even guaranteed, but just that they could. Still, the Knicks have been pretty good at tanking this season. We're we're set for a top three pick. I just hope to God that... like. Tanking should be the easiest thing in the world. Don't tell me the Knicks can mess that up. Like, just don't, like, don't even try. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. And then my last, my last point, the thing that also just sort of confuses me is, like, if the Knicks looked at Dennis Smith Jr. and were like, wow, okay, we really want Dennis Smith. You better not be in, like, 2015. He's, he's better than, like, you know, he's better than any other deal that we're being offered, you know, because Dennis Smith Jr. is so valuable. Why didn't we just draft him for Frank? If he's really that important, but like, <laughs> you can say that like, wow, like, th- like thirteen teams passed on Giannis, like, wow, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, why, yeah that's fair. Oh, dude, would they but, not trade? But him, Frank trade was taking one pick later at the same position as Frank. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so like, so like, if you really like Frank's game that much, you, like, you, you should have just Knicks, taken him. <laughs> yeah, you can, but you can point out that like the Knicks front office messed up, but like. It's too late now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's too late. That, that's just that's just like one thing Knicks that maybe fans that's one thing that just like upsets me so much. Like I've just noticed that since the video. Like okay, we traded we traded Chris Davis for Dennis Smith Jr. We just could have we could have had Dennis Smith Jr. back you know like a couple years ago in the draft. Okay. Do you want to move on to Anthony Davis? Let's do it. All right. Cool. Basically, Anthony Davis has let it be known that through his agent Rich Paul. That same agent as LeBron James. Same agent as LeBron conspiracy James. Conspiracy theory. That he wants to be traded, and it's kind of increased to the point where he wants to be traded this season, like not in the off season. Which we'll see what the Pelicans do about that. He but can't like, necessarily it, force it's that. It's been to the point where he's he's been sitting out games, right? He's also well, injured. He's, he's yeah. Injured. So injured. I'm not sure if it's. But yeah. I I have seen reports. I'm not sure like who they're from or like if they're even like real. Like who knows? But. But that that he would play out the rest of the season, like he'd still play for the Pelicans when he came back from injury. I so would I, believe that. Yeah, so yeah. I would assume that like it's not like he's he'd still for a finish contract. out the season. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, but I de- but even so, like, yeah, he would definitely prefer to be traded before the deadline. Otherwise, he wouldn't have asked before the deadline. Yeah. He would just ask this offseason. And there's this really interesting wrinkle about how the Celtics cannot trade for for yeah. Anthony Davis because they have Kyrie Irving on their roster until this offseason. So yeah, so let's let's talk about the sort of the timetable of it. It's like, so there's a few days left before the, this year's deadline, so it could happen before this year's deadline. But he also has not just the, even the rest of the season, but also all of next season on his contract. So it could definitely trade could definitely happen this off season, and in theory they could even wait till like partway through next season. I doubt the Pelicans would do that, but they could if they decided that they wanted to. Um, and in terms of like his value, every single GM in the league basically should be picking up that phone and just calling it i would it say is. except like, teams that aren't good to where they're not yeah. gonna be able to resign him you don't want to trade your entire young core to put anthony davis in a situation that's quite similar to the one he's in now right like you no no i'm just saying teams anthony davis wouldn't, teams wouldn't trade for him if 
if they and know also, he's not going to resign. Like, exactly, either, exactly, yeah. Or, like, even just small market teams. Yeah, I just mean, like, let's say that team, like, the Knicks, that's not, that can't happen anymore, right? I, I don't think. But, like, let's say we decided, like, okay, we're going to give up everything we have like all our young pieces to to trade for Anthony Davis, he's gonna then leave you leave. Then you leave Anthony Davis in yeah, a situation he's where he's alone again. Yeah, and it just doesn't like so. Okay, so he's just you gave up your young core for him to walk away after yeah. a year. For reference, for teams that are trading for them that are definitely listening to this right now, he has <laughs> one year guaranteed left on his contract, and then he has a player option. Which if he gets traded to a team that he would want to play with, he could probably accept that player option or. He could deny it and just re-sign with any team mm-hmm. for more money, which would be um, interesting. When you say one year, do you mean like one season after this yeah, one, Yeah, one right? season yeah, after yeah, this. Yeah, okay. And then I would actually predict, I just realized that he would probably deny this just so we could get like $33 million a year instead of $28 million yeah. a year. Because like, why not? Mm-hmm. But I think that, yeah, it, it's it's not like the Pelicans need to trade him today or else he's going to be gone this off season. They have yeah. this entire offseason and even yeah in, into next year. And there have been there have been reports also out there that say that have been saying like oh the, Pel- the you know the Pelicans aren't even really picking up the phone when teams are calling like that they don't even want to hear out teams that, you that know seems offers. Weird. Was there a report that said they were picking up to any team except the Lakers? Because I, I don't heard, believe that. I heard that they were that they were gonna require the that like. If they were going to trade him to the Lakers, the Lakers would have to give him more. They would have to give them more value than any other team. Why? Just because? I don't know. Did like, you see just Greg Popovich was telling the GM of the Pelicans to not trade him to the Lakers or just to the Western Conference? Why the Western Conference? Just because the Spurs Greg, are the, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, just because Greg Popovich hates the imbalance in the league, as does fifteen, as does fourteen other head coaches. Yeah. In the league, and the other fifteen love it. Yeah. Yeah. So going into teams that could trade for him, want to start with the Lakers? Sure. Of course. Yeah. Because that's that's what all the rumors are about right now. Because yeah. the Celtics can't, like you said, the Celtics can't do it till this offseason. So if a trade happens before the deadline, expect it to be the Lakers. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I'm just going off memory here, that there was an offer that the Lakers sent the Pelicans, that the Pelicans rejected, that included Lonzo, Lonzo Kuzma, Zubac, uh was it Michael Beasley? I think it was Maybe Mike, Beasley. It was Michael Beasley I think like and a first-round Rondo pick. might have been in there. Yeah, Rondo. Yeah, like Rondo. And, and, and a first-round pick. I think it was Rondo instead of Zubak. No, Zubak was in there. I think Zubak was... the. So I think that the, the offer that the that the Lakers made was Lonzo Kuz, um, Rondo, Beasley, and a first-round pick. Yeah. The offer that the... the then the Pelicans said that any offer that the Lakers would made would make had to start with. Lonzo, Kuz, Zubak, somebody else in a first-round pick. I think that the it's notable that Woj pointed out that they have only had deals with one first-round pick. And if mm-hmm. I'm the Lakers, I don't really care about my first-round picks because I have LeBron James on my roster, and I'm trading for Anthony Davis, who's 26. Yeah, I mean, your free or first-round picks probably won't be that good going forward. Yeah. Or at least you'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, and I think that just in general... If it's Anthony Davis, you either give up your two first-round picks or all of your young dudes. Preferably not both. I don't think the Pelicans would ever ask for both. But I think the Lakers need to throw them more. Yeah. The Lakers should be willing to give up everything except for LeBron James for 
Anthony Davis. Would you throw them Ingram, Lonzo, Kuz, Josh Hart, and two first-rounders? So all their young guys. If that's what it took. If that's what it took, yes. Really? Yeah. I don't think it'll take that much. I think that you would be able to keep Ingram or Josh Hart. I I expect that they will be able to keep one of them. If they're offering two first-round picks, I think they'll be able to keep Ingram or Hart. Okay. I would say that. Just because, based on, like, the Pelicans... Uh, you know that that report that was like the you know with the Pelicans offer would ha- or with the Lakers have to start with in negotiations, that means that the negotiations probably wouldn't get to that point where they have to, the Lakers have to give up everything. That literally would just be everything except for Zubac, I guess. But like <laughs> Zubac's probably the least valuable out of the guys that you just named. Yeah, definitely. Or is Mo Wagner even considered one of their young assets, or is he just like their tenth man? <sighs> I think that he... Sh- he seems like know. a cool dude. I, I, to be I, honest, I, he just hasn't gotten that many minutes this year. Like, did you watch the Warriors-Lakers game last night? I watched part of it. I watched like, the first Zen half. One? Did you see Zen Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Where Draymond's yeah. like push aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was cool. I think that... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just like Mo because he wore like a pair of Jordan... <laughs> this is the reason you like him? <laughs> yeah, no. For every fair college enough, game. Enough. For every college oh, game. Right. Machine, it was sick. Yeah, that, that's the reason I like Mo Wagner. <laughs> All right. So so the Lakers, okay, so the Lakers, if, if a deal happens before the deadline, expect to be the Lakers. The thing is, if the Pelicans wait till this offseason, I think that the Celtics have more assets to move. I think the Celtics could probably put together a better deal. Do you agree? I don't, I don't really think so. I, I think they have... They have the Jalen Brown, Jason they have Tatum, the Kings Terry pick. Rozier, they have the Kings, Kings pick. pick. Do they? They may have the Grizzlies pick. Yeah, which are two pretty decent picks. There were going to be lottery picks probably. Mm-hmm. And then Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. They're they're not going to trade Jason Tatum. No way they're trading Jason. Tatum. Yes, for Anthony Davis. They're. I don't think they. They would, would give up Jason Tatum. They. They are, are they getting back Kyrie Irving? What are they? Are are they re-signing? Kyrie yeah, Irving? yeah, yeah. Assuming they keep Kyrie Irving. Mm, I don't know, man. Like, okay. Well, what geez. if also? Okay, so that also another thing that could happen in theory is that I've heard this said. I don't know if it's actually even like how realistic this is that the Celtics could trade Kyrie for Anthony Davis because the Derrick Rose rule basically states that Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving are both like eligible for like max contract extensions. And are both like under, you know, are like twenty five or under or something like that, or like twenty six or under, because they're both like young and they're avail and they're available for this like super max extension or something like that. They can't both be on the Celtics roster at the same time. So if this offseason, Kyrie Irving signs a new contract, or if Kyrie Irving is traded this season, then Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis wouldn't be on the Celtics roster at the same time with the same contract. So. If the in in theory this season, they, the Celtics could trade Kyrie Irving and like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or Terry Rozier picks or whatever it is for Anthony Davis. You would say they would trade Kyrie Irving. I'm not saying they will. This is something that people are saying that like could happen. And then Who they, they move, have on their roster? and then they move up in the draft to, to take John Morant. That's so stupid. Yeah. You, okay, you're pairing Anthony Davis and Ja Morant together, and that's... With, and, and in theory, you still keep, like, Jason Tatum. 
and you, maybe you lose Jalen Brown. And so you just rebuild. I guess that that seems weird. I, that seems like way they're too like, complicated. They're like a top two team talent wise. But the thing is, I think that the the, the the Pelicans. I don't think necessarily that it's right, but I think that the Pelicans might decide like, okay, we want to stay competitive without Anthony Davis. Like we want to make a move to, I, or maybe we lose Anthony Davis, but we want to stay just, good. I think Danny Ainge would not trade Kyrie Irving as heartless as Danny Ainge. You is. never know. That ties back into the the Isaiah Thomas and and the thing the, that, that Anthony Davis's dad said. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Davis' dad said, In case a funny you didn't diabetic hear. made a video about that, and he concluded that... A funny that diabetic makes his video about everything. Yeah, he does. It's great. <laughs> um, and he kind of concluded that it could have an effect and make them... Case, like, wait, so let's say what it is first, though. Like, it, Anthony Davis' father said, oh, I don't, want my, I don't want my son to play for the Celtics because they weren't loyal to, to Isaiah Thomas. Like, after Isaiah Thomas' sister and to, died... And to their big three, and to Kendrick Perkins... It's a theme. Yeah. It's not just a one. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not just a one-time thing. The, Anthony Davis's dad spoke specifically to Isaiah Thomas, but but it, it's a theme that's a, true across with the, the Celtics. Celtics history. Yeah. yeah. If there was going to be a team that would kind it's of the, it's the push idea that, the boundaries of how often mm-hmm. you can trade people, it's definitely the yeah. Celtics. It's the idea that you know business over you know the, the basketball is a business and you we're just going to treat it like a business yeah, and, and I, not as worry a about player, like you wonder are they thinking of me as a person or just yeah. another asset that was that's basically yeah what a funky diet if was not then i want to go to a team that treats me like a player mm-hmm. and a person so yeah so that could hurt the celtics but i still think that if it comes to it this offseason the celtics could put together a pretty crazy deal and the celtics it's about time for them to cash in on some of their assets because they've they've accumulated all of these picks and young players and what would they do but, with but not Hayward? but it's it's not really working out because they've got so many shot creators in their team they, i think it's time that they just decide let us let's take all this and and cash it in for a top five a, for a star you know for another star a superstar to put behind or put beside Kyrie Irving because that's what it's going to take to win a championship yeah at least it, at least right as long as the warriors weird. are a thing if i'm the pelicans i really i would be glad to make a deal for uh, with the Celtics for something with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, yeah. Jason Tatum. When Jason Tatum said, uh, "I would trade myself for yeah. the Davis." That's funny. I mean, like it just shows that the players are well aware that they could be traded, right? Yeah. And I think he was joking when he said that, but I don't know. It, it's funny. Yeah, you have the Raptors in your notes. Yeah, as another team. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have the assets, and I don't think it would just work in general. The, this is definitely a te- uh, uh, team that people were listing as like, all right, like this could this could be something that happened, like right when the trade when the like rumors happened. Um, just because what the Raptors the Raptors are like a, a very deep team, right? And they've got Kawhi Leonard and like pretty much no other stars in the team, you know. But then they've got like Pascal Siakam is borderline all-star this year right Oji Ananobi good young second year player that continue to grow especially if he's on a team where he's taking more shots even guys like Fred Van Vliet like uh, I don't think that's enough for Anthony Davis is is that in itself enough probably not but like maybe if you give up something like Danny Green as well or if you give up I don't know this or that. Like I, I just don't think they have the assets. I think outside of those two guys, Fred Van Fleet's twenty four years old, and if but, he hits but, his peak, he'll be a starting point guard. I don't think that 
that's enough. Plus, like, he can... Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't see it. Because yeah. they have two kind of valuable assets. I'm just then, thinking, I'm just trying to be, basically, when I listed the Raptors, I'm just trying to be creative. Like, let's just come up with something that's not the Lakers and the Celtics as a possibility. Like, it, you never know. I would so go I'm just with the Sixers. Just, yeah, the Sixers could happen. Or I would go with... What if the, what the, if the Sixers? Okay, if you're the, the, if you're the throw Sixers, them Jamal and the, Murray and uh, and Gary Harris and Gary Harris and I don't know how old Monte. Morris I don't know is. if I like um, Monte Morris is pretty young. I think he's a second year player. Okay, continue. I don't know if I like though Anthony Davis and twenty three. Anthony Davis and uh, Nicole Jokic. Jokic next to each other without like without like a established point guard really. Well, Nicole Jokic is basically an established point guard. The Nuggets, the Nuggets right now don't have an established point guard. It's Jokic, because Jamal well, no, Murray's a the, shooting guard. Yeah, but Jamal Murray's still the one who's bringing the ball up the court. Yeah, but he's still he's, is Jokic. He's Jokic, a is the, guard. Jokic is the one that they give the ball to, and and he makes the plays. And how, and how but, is that working out? Pretty good. Well, but the thing is, who's going to bring the ball up the court and still be a scoring threat? Like, who's going to take that sort of like shooting guard up, but also like point guard role from Jamal Murray if you trade him? Yeah, th- that's what I don't really right. Know. Like, you probably have to get somebody back from the. Pelicans, but they're not going to give you anybody of value because they're going to you Anthony Davis. Yeah, exactly. I think that maybe you know you hope you get somebody in free agency, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems like I think I think the Nuggets have a pretty good thing going, but and I don't know. I don't know if you want to if you want to give that up to pair another not like uh, to pair another big man up with Nikola Jokic. Like I saw that you know. I think we've talked about a different episode, but people talk like sports writers talking about, you know, those two guys for Ben Simmons. And at least Ben Simmons is another ball handler, you know, but yeah, I don't know. Also, how good can you be in today's NBA with your two stars being a power forward and a center? We've seen that with the Pistons and the Pelicans. It's in their struggling. Yeah. Yeah. When that, that that's my point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's valid. I think mm-hmm. if I was an NBA team, I wouldn't want my two stars to be a power forward, power forward at least, and a center. At least if you don't have somebody who's like at least like kind of an all star level point guard or or shooting guard, like you'd need you like that would Drew be Drew Holiday. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say for, for like, like you need like Drew Holiday. Well, but yeah, but the Pelicans still weren't that good with Drew so, Holiday. So if they if the Marcus Cousins if and the, Anthony Davis, the the Nuggets would essentially just need like a Drew Holiday level point guard slash shooting guard. To then be successful, I think, with Anthony Davis and Nicole Jokic. And by successful, I mean, like, really contending for a championship. Okay. What about, you mentioned the Sixers. What would the Sixers give up? Like, Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons. All right, but that, End that, of sentence. That's the, that, that brings up <laughs> the same problem. Like, Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid next to each other? That's pretty crazy. But, like, then who's the point guard? Markel Fultz. <laughs> um, uh, you probably have to give up Markel Fultz to get Anthony Davis back. Like, you might have to give up Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz. Yeah, I don't know. You can just sign sign but, someone in free agency. But if I was the Pelicans, I would. If I was, if I was the Pelicans, like I think Markel Fultz is worth the risk. Yeah, definitely. I think any team. This is a former. As long as Markel Fultz yeah. isn't your primary asset, you get. If you're back, not, if you're not like, you're if you're not, you know, betting your entire future that Markel Fultz becomes a you know a number one pick kind of talent, then you're in good shape because like, if you if you're letting if you're letting um Markel Fultz be like. A hope and a positive instead of like something that you're relying on that's a good thing okay want to just quickly instagram post of the week yeah i meant to bring the ah uh, i forgot i meant to bring this up when talking about the knicks and the mavericks but at bball realm on instagram 
has a post that talks about previous NBA, NBA trades that proved people's expectations wrong. You have in 2017, the OKC Indiana trade. Some people's first reactions, it says, quote, OKC easily won the trade and they robbed Indiana and the trade result was a win-win. That same, makes sense. Same thing in 2017 offseason, Houston LA Clippers. People said CB3 won't work with Harden and CB3 is too old. Ended up being a win-win. I would say most people okay. most people could say for the yeah. Clippers. And right now, people are saying the New York Knicks are the dumbest franchise ever, quote. And, quote, I feel bad for the Knicks in this 2019 trade. And let's see what happens. Yeah. The only thing I would say about that is, like, even if something works out with the uh, – even if something works out with the Knicks in terms of free agency – that's not a part of that's this trade. That's not a part of this trade. So that the Mavericks are still going to have won the trade. It's still going to be a win for the Mavericks, <laughs> loss for the Knicks, even if we get the two the two free agents. Because oh. the what Mavericks just straight up got more value. What back. if what if somehow unless we, unless Chris Epps doesn't come back, unless it's like the injury yeah. if really affects him, and, and or or Dennis the Junior all of a sudden is or like one, or or twenty twenty one first round pick just Ends turns out good. to be a great player. That's true. Who knows? I mean, yeah. It, yeah. It's too with, early to like yeah, with, give up with on the big Knicks, trades. Yeah. You don't know who has won mm-hmm. until like ten years later, which yeah. is kind of crazy for like big time trades, big time assets. All right. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Space the Floor NBA podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Follow us on Instagram at Space the Floor Podcast and on Twitter at Space the Floor. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. That'd be cool. And if you're listening on YouTube, leave a like and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. And we hope you enjoyed. Uh, My name is Connor Gielen. And I'm Connor Flanner. And see you next time. Peace.